Welcome, or not, I could, wait, I'm going to take another drink and we're going to try that again. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Listeners to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined as always by my faithful companion, Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> and we are once again bi-locational as we are recording in Texas and Minnesota. We are the um bookends of I-35. Yes, we are. Well, if you were I mean, like a little further south and I were a little further north, we would truly be bookends. But uh, let's be honest, you don't really want to go much further south and you don't really want to go much further north. So we'll just leave it at that. I don't know. San Antonio's down there further south. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. You can go one hour further south to San and, Antonio. San and, and, Duluth, really nice. and Duluth is north. Duluth is pretty cool. Okay. All right. So you win, I lose. <laughs> So Duluth. Right. So if I move to Duluth and you move to San Antonio, we'd really have. I to am not by. moving again. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah. All right, uh, listeners. Before we launch onto tonight's escapade, Melissa, what are you drinking? I am drinking a New Glarus Staghorn Oktoberfest beer. It is beautiful. Uh, it is uh, from the New Glarus Brewing Company, which is in Wisconsin somewhere. Uh, I think it's down near Madison. And it New Glarus is one of those breweries that doesn't really ship outside of the state. So you actually have to go to Wisconsin and get it. But boy, they make good beer. And uh, they have a really nice Oktoberfest this year. And uh, Show me I, the label. I tried it. I tried it. And I said, I must have this. And I bought two cases of it. So I've... <laughs> I bought 48 bottles of it, and I've cooked through almost half of them by now. <laughs> oh, Melissa, good job. Good job, Melissa. I'm, I'm so proud. It's only been a week and a half. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have been drinking the hell out of East Cider. It's a local cider down here in Austin. That's not what I'm drinking tonight. Tonight, as usual, I have a red wine in my hand. I am starting with a Bogle, mm-hmm. which is a good brand. Um, it's very delicious. It's very... Um, it's a bit bigger than the usual, like, I don't want to pay attention to my drinking wine. Um, it's the essential red. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's essential. So tonight, listeners, Melissa and I, at long last, are going to give you the Bollywood primer episode, or primer, as the British might say. The primer. So this is by no means comprehensive. This is by, I, and for as much as I love Bollywood, I do not claim to be an expert on it. There are other people who watch far more of it and are far more knowledgeable, like Kenneth Height, mm-hmm. right? So uh, what I can do is guide you listeners into some beginning steps that worked for me. I can only tell you what worked for me and share with you some of the joys that I have found. So I was trying to ask you for the third time, <laughs> do you remember what your first Bollywood was? Goodness, um, I actually don't know if I remember. I think I must have encountered Bollywood prior to going, hey, I should watch more Bollywood movies. But um, <sighs> what would it have been? I, I think it was Veer Zara. Veer Zara. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, that's a good one. So that yeah. works out. I feel like I lucked out into a really good first Bolly, like first full experience. Like I'd seen clips, I'd seen stuff here and there. People were like, you would love Bollywood. I'm like, yeah, I need to do that. And oddly, it happened at the same place my first viewing of Firefly happened, hmm. where I also, because it was Jaffer and Amanda and Lawrence, and they showed me Out of Gas, which is the perfect first episode if you're going to start somebody on Firefly. And I went over to visit and they were watching Calho Naho. Mm. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good introductory Bollywood for somebody who's never watched Bollywood because it's set in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's um, 
It's got really high production values. It's got a stellar cast. So Kalhona Ho, that is K-A-L-H-O-N-A-A-H-O, which is loosely translated to like sometimes laughter, sometimes tears. And it's um, it's based, and that's actually, there's another movie I'm going to reference, which has basically the exact same title with just different words. <laughs> um, which is basically this meditation that, you know, life, it's sometimes happy and sometimes sad. And you take the good, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. Oh, and there you have Bollywood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Calhona Ho stars two of the biggest stars. I mean, the absolute biggest star, which would be Shah Rukh Khan. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, he cries so beautifully. All of, he is one of my top favorite Bollywood stars, always and forever, because well- he's so funny and sweet and he's a good dancer and he's very handsome and he is the biggest movie star in the world he is but if just if you count the number of people who are fans of him Mm -hmm. he is arguably the biggest movie star in the world because there are more people in india than in the u.s by a large margin (laughs) by a very large margin and they make tons of movies in bollywood like they crank them out much like uh turkey Back yeah. in the day. Well, and and I mean, I mean, we should we should back up a little and, you know, kind of correct ourselves a little bit because Bollywood is only one of the film industries in India. There are several film industries in India cranking out movies. And that's true. Bo- Bollywood is the one that's in Mumbai. So it's the industry that's in Mumbai and those studios there. But there's also um, there are films made in Telugu. There's um, oh, God, I'm not going to even. Um, it oh it's fine because yeah, there's some yeah I'm not going to remember them and um, India, I'm very India bad is... I'm very bad at remembering which ones are which which movies come out of which industry and a lot of times yeah. you get um, the same movie coming out from different areas of the country too like it gets big in one place and then um, different cities remake their own versions of the movie because I saw okay. uh, Manichi th- oh god I'm going to butcher this one Manichi Thra Manichi Thrathazu. Manichi Thrathazu. It's not Bollywood, but I know Bollywood made its own version of it, but it's a haunted house movie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Which which is um kind of kind of doofy for like the first half of it because there's some really broad comedy in there. Um but it's a a family in a big mansion that uh haunting things start happening but um about halfway through or two-thirds of the way through you learn that it's not quite what they think and then it gets really interesting so wow that sounds great yeah it's pretty great it's really hard to find i think uh the only way i got to see it was i uh found it on youtube (laughs) like somebody put it up on youtube and i had a really boring day at work it was like i was working the day after christmas and absolutely nobody was there so i was like well i might as well just watch this (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic yeah so i mean the thing to remember about india is india is a subcontinent and you really don't understand how big it is it's Mm -hmm. a very large geographic area so yeah there is more than one movie industry happening there bollywood is just the most well known and Mm -hmm. it's the one that i think has the best ties to the west although i feel like that's changing because their pipeline is opening up between all of all of those films also in korea and everywhere else thanks to things like netflix also the the other thing to keep in mind is india is um a country of many cultures i mean it's not just like in the united states where you go from minnesota to texas and everybody has a slightly different accent you have completely different cultures you have completely completely different languages. Um, you travel a few hours in one direction, you're in a whole different world. There are, there are so many subcultures in India, which is another reason why there are so many different film industries. It's like each one is catering to their own state, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good stuff. So anyway, to get oh, yeah. back to Calhoun Ho. Yeah, yeah. Calhoun Ho. Um, yeah. This, this, was a, um, this was a big film. This is a big huge budget for Bollywood and they actually filmed here in the States in New York City like on location which was also really like huge it was like oh my god we're going big time it's got Shah Rukh Khan it's got Preeti Zinta she's a huge female star and it's got Sefali Khan he's also um, a pretty big star as well and they are a sort of a love triangle it Mm -hmm. is um, it is a doomed love story um, 
I don't want, ah, so the whole premise is, so here's Shah Rukh Khan. He meets Preeti Zinta. Um, the thing about Bollywood is that Bollywood is a genre that believes you should have every emotion mm-hmm. by the time you get done with the movie. Like it should be a, a three hour experience minimum and it should be every kind of movie. It should satisfy you on every level. A movie should be a complete cinematic buffet. So they are going to throw in some action. They're going to throw in some, definitely some comedy, some melodrama, family drama, romance, um, upbeat songs, you know, romantic, sad songs, love songs, the whole deal. It's all going to be in there. So you just need to sit back and prepare yourself for the fact that this is going to be a major emotional undertaking. So they like stories with a lot of um, melodrama, a lot of uh, kind of cliche, but it's okay. Just go with it. So you've got Shah Rukh Khan and he meets Preeti Zinta and she's all uptight and, uh, you know, just so serious. And he's like, oh girl, you need to loosen up. And she's like, oh, I kind of like you. And he's like, I really like you. But then <gasps> he gets bad news. Oh, no. And so he decides that he is going to take his friend that he meets, Sefali Khan, and Sefali and Preeti Zinta know each other. And he's like, you two should be together. And so he starts um, sort of, it's kind of Cyrano de Bergerac. Like he sort of <laughs> yeah. starts manipulating things so that these two can see each other. And then there's a whole big wedding and there's all this. Oh, and it's just so emotional. And it's got one of my favorite dance numbers in it ever. Several of them, in fact. Oh, my God. Have you watched the disco number? <laughs> I've seen the movie and I don't remember much about it, but I seem to remember the disco number. <laughs> okay, so there's the Pretty Woman number where mm-hmm. they they just totally rip off the riff Pretty Woman. Yep. Um they've got the they've got the disco number. It's the time to disco where she goes out and gets wild and crazy on the dance floor and the two of them are just like, "Whoa, somebody needs to calm down" cuz she's getting so frustrated. And then there's the big wedding dance, which is Mahive. That's my absolute favorite. <laughs> I I loved this movie so much. I bought the soundtrack. Of course yes. you did. And when I and when I went to India, I went looking for it and bought it on DVD because India is a region one country. Mm-hmm. Ah. So you can buy you can buy videos from India and I they think, will be region one. I think I need to start like an exchange program with my guys in the Mumbai office. So they send me DVDs. I send them DVDs. Hmm. Oh, I would love that so much. And my uh, my new guy, my new guy Saurabh, is a, a big movie fan too. So I might have to, I might have to do that. Hmm. Oh, they also <laughs> put together great um, music, almost music video like compilation discs where they grab out the the dance numbers from all these different movies and put them onto one disc. That's fantastic. Awesome. So, so it's like um, if those Ziegfeld Follies films from the 1930s, or, or uh, that's entertainment. It's like that where yes, they just—they're yes. like just mixed discs of yes. dance numbers. They're great. I bought a couple when I was in in India because why would you not? Um, also, <laughs> everything in India is cheap. I was like, look at all the DVDs I can buy, and you know, oh dear, the DVD didn't work. I spent a couple of bucks. Oh no. So all right, <laughs> if you've never seen a Bollywood Kalhona Ho, another. A really good introductory one because, hell, it, it did well on the Oscar circuit back in the day. I have to mention Lagan. Like, if you've never watched Bollywood, Lagan is pretty accessible based on the fact that everybody who saw it fell in love with it and got nominated for a goddamn Oscar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Lagan, it was up for yeah, foreign language. It was. Yeah. It was great. It's a great movie. It's so much fun. Wendy, yeah, you need to see it. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. I am trying to. Did you read my Facebook? I tried Just, to buy it today and you can't find it for less than $45. And uh, every place I found it, it was still sort of sketchy. Like, <laughs> like the user reviews were like, ah, this disc doesn't work. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. I'm not going to spend $45 for a bullshit disc. So anyway, if you've never seen Lagan, Lagan is the sweet spot between an underdog sports flick and a Bollywood film. So it is about a village that needs to learn how to play cricket in order to win a bet against the local British occupying troops mm-hmm. in order to not pay their taxes. And they are and all are assholes. And they are all yeah. assholes, by the way. All the British are assholes. <laughs> and there are dance numbers. I mean, there should be more dance numbers in sports films. I think we can all agree. I agree with that. Right? I'm good with that. Yeah. 
So, um, so Lagan is another possible. Um, I'm going to skip ahead though. Uh, another really good introductory film. If you would like something a little less melodramatic, um, a little less emotional uh, and romantic, I would suggest My Hunna <laughs> as as a an, a good entry Bollywood film. Again, is, it stars. Is that the one you showed me? That's uh, basically Michael Bay in India. seriously dear listeners that is it's it's like india said hey this michael bay guy that's a thing let's make that and also (laughs) said it in college with people who should not be in college (laughs) what i love about bollywood is the way they will take two three or even four like different film conceits and just fucking squish them together. Just <laughs> mash them right in there. Like, what does it matter? So my Hunat against our Shahrukh Khan. So he is a, one of the world, one of India's top like secret agents. He's totally James Bond, right? Like to the point of like flying through the air sideways, shooting guns. Like that's a scene that happens. It's totally Michael Bay. So it opens with this huge action sequence and then uh, his commanding officer is like, uh, my daughter is in danger from this master criminal, and I need you to go protect her by going undercover as a college student. <laughs> and he is way too old to be a college student. And everybody's just like, who's this nerdy freak? But very quickly, like, he becomes sort of the big man on campus. There's also the subplot where... Uh, he's got a half brother there that is estranged because of his father was sleeping around. So there's this, there's this, I want to get to know my half brother and, and make amends the sort of a prodigal son thing. And then the half brother has a crush on the, on the girl in college who he's there to guard. And she's a big tomboy and wants him to notice her. So he's, so then Shah Rukh Khan helps like do a Pygmalion thing on her. And meanwhile, there's sort of a Mrs. Robinson thing where he's in love with one of his college professors. And it's just <laughs> insane. It's so insane. And Oh my God, this, these are some of my absolute favorite dance numbers. Like the opening dance number is all one shot. Mm-hmm. It's a it, when you watch it, it is such a technical marvel, and you just know that every time the pan the camera pans away, that all of those poor dancers just collapsed from heat <laughs> exhaustion. They're just like, fuck, and they're like, bring in new dancers quick. We got ten seconds before we pan back over there. It's amazing. We should oh, we should link to it in the show notes. Like here's here's the opening number. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, and there's then there's the one with the the violins where when the cool kid his half brother sees her after a transformation and his jaw drops and he starts literally hearing violins. Men like just step into frame with little violins. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's super delightful. I cannot speak highly enough of my Hunna. And it again stars Shah Rukh Khan, so you're going to get some of that awesome Shah Rukhness. What I really love about Bollywood is this sort of this really fantasy element, this m- magical realism. They are unafraid to just fully embrace what a musical does really well, which is take you to that heightened reality, right? Mm-hmm almost almost sci-fi it's like well i'm singing you a song so even though we're indoors clearly your hair should be blowing (laughs) and there should be a breeze and somehow you're damp and moist so that your sorry can cling to you (laughs) (laughs) or or just weft wafting gently with breezes and um so listeners there are other things you need to know about bollywood in terms of uh, it is very conservative culture, and they do not believe in on-screen sexuality at all. It is a – you do not see kissing. You will see a lot of snuggling. You will see a lot of smelling. Shah Rukh yeah, Khan is the master of the, of the master of running his nose along a neck in a very sexual and sensual manner. You might think, well, that's not hot. Oh, no. It gets very hot. And yet no kissing occurs. And so they make up for it with um, with lots of wet t-shirt contests. <laughs> <laughs> they will find some way to put everybody in a waterfall at some point. Like, oh, look, let's have a dance number. You're going to be in a waterfall. You're going to be soaking wet with all of your clothes, clinging to every curve, 
but you're fully clothed, so it's totally okay. We should note that not every Bollywood movie is a musical, but a shocking amount of them are. <laughs> it's true. In, yeah. in, I'm like always I, sort of surprised when I run across one that isn't like, oh, there, oh, there, oh, there was no, huh? Yeah, like uh, um, there's a movie called A Wednesday, which is um, a Wednesday is a very serious film about oh god, is it a hostage situation or a bomb threat? It's something very serious like that. And there, it's a race against time to save people's lives. Yeah, that one's not a musical, <laughs> but most yeah, mo- almost all Indian films I have seen are. Um, but going back to the point about the sensuality and what things are are good on screen and what things aren't in terms of Bollywood, um, I rem- I saw a movie called Piazza P Y A S S A. It's from 1957, and it's it's interesting to see that. You can't kiss on screen, but there's a whole song about the red light district. And it's very, it's kind of frank and it's um, kind of about the hard life of living in the red light district and, um, and that it's, uh, it was very interesting to see. It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I, I wasn't used to seeing that in Indian films. Yeah, they're not they're not particularly squeamish about the fact that people do these things. Yeah. They're just not going to show it. Right, right. Although we'll get to a film later on that was sort of groundbreaking there. So, okay, so those those are three films that I mentioned that are sort of good entry points. If you want another film that is um, pretty standard, fair, it's super extra long, but um, it stars some of the hugest stars. Like this is an all star cast, and this will also introduce you to um, Amitabh Bachchan, mm-hmm. who is the grand old maestro of Bollywood. Like he's he's their Sean Connery, he's their <laughs> Peter O'Toole. He's like he's the guy who was the huge star in the '60s and '70s, mm-hmm. and and now he's starring in films, and and that has and he's got Shah Rukh Khan in there, and it also has Mr. Three Thumbs. <laughs> Ritik Rashan? Yes. Ritik Rashan <laughs> is also in it. So it's got my three favorite absolute favorite stars. It's got Amitabh, Ritik, and Shah Rukh. And dear oh. listeners, when she says Mr. Three Thumbs, she's not kidding. He has three thumbs. <laughs> one of his thumbs, he's got a birth defect, and one of his thumbs is sort of split into two. And he is not shy about it. Like this is like one of his identifying trademarks. He will flash a thumbs up pretty frequently. So um, Kabikushi Kabigam is another film. The title again means generally translated. Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes it's good. (laughs) It's also, it also stars one of the great um, older female actresses plays Amitabh's wife in the film. And I think she might actually be his real life wife, but I may be wrong about that. Um, This is the film. It is so long. It is extra long. Like it's four and a half hours. This is the film with a flashback so long. I forgot it was a flashback. This flashback went on for like two whole hours. And when they come back to the present, I'm like, oh shit, that's right. (laughs) All this happened in the past. Okay. (laughs) And um, it's your classic sort of prodigal tale where Shah Rukh is the elder son. The father's like, I want you to marry this woman. And he falls in love with a lower class woman that his father doesn't approve of, but love can't be denied. So he runs off and marries her and they move to the States. And now the, the younger son is older and they're like, you have to go find him. We need to make our family whole. And so the younger son, Ritik, uh, goes off to the States to find his older brother and bring the family back together. And it's so melodramatic. Oh my God. <laughs> but it has really great dance numbers. It's got Amitabh and it's got Amitabh singing and dancing, which he is so delightful. I can't handle it. <laughs> um, Ritik doesn't get to strut his stuff as much as he does in other films, unfortunately, but he does wear a pair of very nice jeans. So um, this is going to be one that I wouldn't start with it, listeners. This is not a first tier film, but it's pretty standard fare. And it, especially if you enjoyed Kalhonaho, you will enjoy Kabikushi Kabigam. Dear listeners, I'd also like to make a note that Hrithik Rashan is right up Wendy's alley because he he is tall and lanky and there is much leg, <laughs> which is why she, <laughs> she mentioned the pants. <laughs> it's true. That is my type. There, there is so much leg on that man. <laughs> 
what one of my types, but that is definitely in my wheelhouse. Yo, was it those? Okay. Was it Doom Two that he was in, where he was playing yes, basketball? And we'll get to that one. Uh, we'll oh, definitely yeah. get to Doom and Doom Two, and you know what? Yeah, let's go there now. Let's go Doom. Okay, um, another really um, accessible film. Um, I, I think you could even watch it right off. Like there's Doom, which was the original, and it's got some fairly big stars in it, including Amitabh's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in it. And it's uh, this weird sort of caper cop comedy mix. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've got um, – was he like a petty thief and then he winds up teaming up with a cop to catch a big bad guy? So it's like a buddy cop comedy and or something something yeah, like that I mean, uh, what what i remember the, the enduring memory i have of doom is chase scenes <laughs> and so many of them and they're awesome <laughs> oh i should warn you listeners the comedy tends to be very broad very very slapstick um and um especially a little bit homophobic it does pop up so just FYI, it's mm-hmm. it is a conservative culture that is working its way around some issues there. So just FYI and sort of a an advance warning. But yeah, the comedy tends to be really goofball. Mm-hmm. So just you know, but Doom did well enough that they decided to make a sequel, and not just any sequel. <laughs> Doom Two is amazing. <laughs> Doom Two surpasses the original in every goddamn way. It's got. The biggest female Bollywood star of any recent memory, that's Ashwarya Rai and Ritik Rashan, mm-hmm. who's huge. It's got an opening number that is <sighs> glorious. Oh my God. <laughs> I call Ritik Rashan Mr. Rubber Band Man because he does things with his legs and he's got a better fan kick than most Rockettes. I swear to fucking christ and um and he moves his pelvis in this oh so but that's not even that's the opening dance the opening scene is ritik rashan is a master thief and he breaks into the train that the queen of england is on masquerades himself as the queen of england steals the crown jewels and then he sand surfs away somehow i think he's taller than the queen of england shh just go and then he sand surfs away to a secret lair where they have a great big dance number. It's so glorious. And then like the premise of the movie is like Ashwarya Rai wants, she's also a thief and they team up to do a heist. And the two original cops are in the movie, like trying to track them down and trying to catch them. And they're nominally the good guys, but Ritik is clearly the protagonist. He's the guy you're rooting for. <laughs> And they do the whole heist and then there's kind of a happy ending and a whole thing. And it's, oh my God, you just, oh, watch it. I don't want to give away too much. I fe- oh. It's pretty easily found. I believe both Doom and Doom 2 are still on Netflix right now. Like you can I, get them on streaming every once in a while. Yeah, they're, they're pretty mainstream. They're pretty also, well known. Also, I think Doom 3 is on Netflix. I haven't seen Doom 3 I haven't seen Doom 3 either. We need to watch Doom 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, so, heard, yeah. I heard from my, my guys, my guys in Mumbai. Now, I heard that Doom 3 wasn't that great. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a completist. I believe in Doom. I'm going to throw out one to show you the batshit crazy that occasionally Bollywood will indulge in. They like the Turkish cinema. They will just remake shit mm-hmm. unapologetically. They'll and they'll remake two or three movies all in one movie. And one of those is Koi Mil Gaya. Oh my God, Koi Mil Gaya. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's how do you how do you explain Koi Mil Gaya, Wendy? <laughs> um, it's kind of et. It's kind of et. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, oh, geez, I can't think of, I know there's been a, um, an American movie where like the aliens heal an autistic child. That's, <laughs> that's gotta be in there somewhere. So, um, Ritik Rashan is a child who his, and it starts with his father is making contact with, with aliens in space. He's some sort of astronomer. And as he's rushing like with his discovery, he gets in a car wreck with his pregnant wife and he dies and the the son is born. Uh, 
mentally limited, right? He, mm-hmm. he only gets to about eight years old and then he's sort of locked there. And so we flash forward and now it's Ritik Rashan all grown up playing an eight-year-old boy because that's kind of where he's stuck. And it's sort of an oddly charming performance. Preeti Zinta is also in this. <laughs> and then, um, and I forget how, but an alien shows up. Jadu. Jadu is the <laughs> alien's name. Do you remember the dance number Jadu? Where oh, they God. like sing it? Oh my God. And he's this really bad sort of puppety thing. It is, oh my God. Yeah. And Jadu like, um, it's sort of like Lawnmower Man or Flowers for Algernon. Or the the awaken or awakenings where like he he adv- gets his brain back online and he gets he gets smarter and smarter and then he and Preeti Zinta fall in love now because he's now like mentally a mature adult man but Jadu has to go back and that means that all of his gifts will go away oh no and it's it's kind of ridiculous but sweet <laughs> and it's really unbelievable to watch <laughs> kind of like krish that's the sequel krish is the sequel to koimogaya Gaia. yeah really? yeah like preeti zinta's son by Ritik Rashan, who grows up to look exactly like preeti ritik rishan grows so, up with superpowers is it- Krithik Rashan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And he's got superpowers and he's a superhero. And it's kind of a Batman thing with dance numbers. It it's kind yes. of brilliant. <laughs> Listeners, I bring these movies up because I find them delightful, not because they're necessarily good. Koimil Gaia, you cannot look away from. I'm it's not it's not bad, but it's just most of its charm lies in just sort of a general what the fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of what the fuckery, Nelly Pidella. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Which one? That's is this? the weekend at That's the weekend at Bernie's oh my ripoff. God. <laughs> and it's weekend at Bernie's and weekend at Bernie's two mashed together into one Bollywood film. I. Oh my God. I will. By the way, I will send you all these titles so you can spell them properly. But it's called Nelly de Pidella. And I just wanted a side note on yes, they made that movie. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. I, I'd also like to bring up um, in the very fun category, um, there is a movie I saw at Fantastic Fest a couple years ago. I haven't seen it on streaming channels yet over here. It might have appeared at some point, but boy watch out for it it's called commando one man army and it's it's not big on the musical parts although there are a couple of musical numbers that look seem to be kind of like shoehorned into the movie it's like oh crap we don't have any musical numbers uh here's a musical number (laughs) but but its primary thing is it's like a canon film from the 1980s it's got that same balls out action thing with very little consideration to anything else sort of thing going on. Okay, so there's, there's a bad guy who's mean to people and stuff, and there is a good guy who is played by Vidyat Jamwal, who is kind of the Indian version of Dolph Lundgren, except he's fast. So he's this big, tall action hero guy, but he's fast, and he's a martial artist. And so when it comes to action scenes in this movie, they're amazing. And you're just like, oh, my God, his legs reach everywhere. (laughs) They can kick people from miles away. It's amazing. So um, for for what this movie lacks in, you know, things like subtlety or even originality, (laughs) um, the fight scenes are amazing. And it's one of the it's one of the movies when I see it available on DVD, I'm going to buy it and make people watch it because it is fun to watch. So watch out for Commando One Man Army. So um, you touched on a uh, a Bollywood that didn't have much dancing in it mm-hmm. um, twice now. And so I should also bring up Chuck to India, which is on Netflix pretty regularly. So it's really easy to find. It's got Shah Rukh in it, but not mm-hmm. really anybody else big. And Shah Rukh is a soccer star mm-hmm. who um, like lost the big game. And now he is being given a chance to redeem himself by coaching 
women's soccer in India. <laughs> and um, I, I feel like there are a couple of music scenes, but they're not really full on dance numbers. It doesn't have like there's training montages, but nothing else. And um, it's really pretty forward thinking, actually, because it's really a lot about how not just these women need to train to get better. It's a ragtag misfit band, of course, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but also how they, their how society expects them like, well, I want to marry you. So you should give up being a sports star now so you can marry me. Right. Because India is still a really conservative culture. And so like these ideas about what women should or could be are uh, still a little bit, they're a little bit back in time for us in America here. So mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see a movie that's sort of confronting like how women in India are trying to uh, manage the roles they are expected to play. And I really liked it. Interesting. And it's a sports and it's an underdog sports movie. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, I Have Found It? Kenda Kandine, Kenda Kandine. Yeah, I liked that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the um, I have found it. So it's based on Sense and Sensibility. It has Ashwarya Rai. Um, it also has Ajit Kumar and a few other uh, fun folks. And um, that one was uh, super fun. And I I thought the... Because um, she has a sister in that, right? It's the two sisters. And I like their interactions and how they deal with their roles in life. And that, that was a very interesting film just from, from that angle. Yeah. Ashwari Rai wants to be very modern Mm -hmm. and actually ends up find it's a little bit traditional in that she ends up finding her truer happiness when she embraces um, things a little bit more from traditional culture. Mm -hmm. Like um, what I, what I liked about that is the, uh, the older sister, like, falls in love with a man who's a filmmaker and this filmmaker is is considered crazy because he wants to make a film that is just an action film. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that part. <laughs> with no melodrama or comedy or tears in it and everybody's looking at him just like, "Why would you do that? Why would you want to make that film?" And he's like, don't you watch movies from America? They're like, yeah, and they're boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the reasons why I remember that film. Oh, speaking of meta, Om Shanti Om. Om Shanti Om is fun. Oh, it's so fantastic. Um, Again, Shah Rukh. I'm sorry, fans. Shah Rukh, I will always watch Shah Rukh. Shah Rukh's Um, into everything. Om Shanti Om is not a good first movie. You need to watch two or three other Bollywood. So you get a sort of a vibe before you attempt Om Shanti Om and not because you won't understand it, but just you're going to miss some of the joy of it because it's so meta. This is a film that is making, that is Bollywood making fun of its own tropes of its own history. Um, the premise of the movie, it's got reincarnation. The premise of the movie is that Shah Rukh and this female uh, back in the sixties, she's a huge star and Shah Rukh is like, I forget, like, I feel like he's an extra on the film. Somehow they meet, blah, blah, blah. Her, the the director wants to control her and tell her what to do. And he ends up murdering them both. <laughs> and then they're reincarnated into modern day. And Shah Rukh is now this famous movie star. And he's so shallow and self-absorbed. And one of my absolute favorite numbers he's ever done because he is just damned hot in it. Um, That's Darde Disco. It's so ridiculous. Uh, It comes from Om Shanti Om. And he slowly like starts to remember his past and putting it together. And he remembers that this dude he's working with is a bad guy. And he, he wants to like trap him and out him. So there's this whole scene at the end that's sort of like Hamlet where Mm -hmm. they're showing a little play to the guy to get him to reveal himself, to show him, ha ha, we know what you did. And he's like, how do you know this? Well, because I'm that person reincarnated. What? (laughs) Um, Okay. Here's why Darde Disco is so wonderfully ridiculous and funny. First off, when you watch it, it is so over the top. 
Bollywood in terms of just there are random buckets of water thrown on him. There are random costumes. There is one point where they rip his shirt off and then put a different shirt back on him. It's because it's hilarious. But the reason it's super hilarious is he's the star of this film where he's trapped in a wheelchair and like, I forget how, like he's been in an accident or something and he's trapped in a wheelchair. He can't speak. He can't do anything. He can't, he's, he can't move. And they're like, Oh, and we need to have this climactic moment where you show and, and they want it to be, and they're like, it needs to be realistic. It needs to be human. We need to go for the drama. And he's like, yes, exactly. That's why we should have a great big dance number where I get up and I dance out how much I love her. And then they show you the dance number and it's Darday Disco and it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Bollywood making fun of itself. It's so hilarious. There's a scene, um, and I feel like this was almost a birthday present to Shah Rukh or some sort of celebration of Shah Rukh as being an amazing star because there's a scene where his character in the movie, it's his birthday, and so all these Bollywood stars in the movie show up at his birthday party except these are all real Bollywood stars showing up and doing brief cameos in a great big dance number with them that references movies they've done with Shah Rukh. Mm-hmm. Like the dude who was in My Hoon Na as his half brother shows up and they do a they do a dance step from one of the from one of the songs they did together <laughs> in My Hoon Na. And so if you've seen it, you're like, oh my God, these are all these huge stars that are basically just showing up because it's Shah Rukh. Of course I would show up. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so it's so wonderful and it's so silly and delightful. And it's got Shah Rukh doing what he does best, which is be a little bit goofy. Mm-hmm. Like he's really good at being a little bit goofy and then profoundly sad. That man cries like nobody else cries. Well, it's because oh. he's got that dimension where he's usually you see him, he's kind of goofy. And then he cries and you go, oh no, the goofy man is crying. But it's... Yeah, Shah Rukh Khan, if you've never seen him on film, people, he is absolutely charming. Um, there is a movie called Diwali Dohaya Lejenge. Have you seen that one yet, Wendy? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I have. Yeah, it's, um, it's Shah Rukh Khan basically in a Tom Cruise-like role. In fact, they originally wanted to get Tom Cruise to play that role in India. And it, it, imagine him playing the character, the Tom Cruise character from Risky Business. <laughs> That's pretty much him. But then, you know, he meets a woman, he falls in love with her, but she's engaged to somebody else. So he basically he um, follows her to the country and decides to woo her and see if he can get her rather than having her marry. But anyway, it's a uh, um, oh, very hey, is that that classic one. Like, like the really super popular. Yeah, anyway. it's an incredibly famous movie over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, listeners, I found a a list online. I sent the link to Melissa. She'll put it in the show notes mm-hmm. of um, sort of a beginner's guide to Bollywood on, that's currently on Netflix, and I think that's one of the movies that's on there. Oh, so yeah. Melissa will uh, put the link to that list up. So along with the movies that we have recommended, that is another list of these films have been on Netflix. They probably rotate in and out, but these are also good choices. Also, if I remember right, uh, Diwali Dohaya Lejange, his father, Shah Rukh's father in the movie, uh, is played by the uh, Mola Ram from Temple of Doom. <gasps> I'm not kidding. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Molaram, Sularam, yeah. <laughs> I I remember going through half the movie and going, "Holy shit, <laughs> he can rip my heart out!" <laughs> and yet I find him charming. I I am confused and conflicted. All right, um, we're getting down to the end of it. There are two more movies I want to bring up. Both of them, of course, Shahrukh, um, Rapne Bana Dijodi. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw this on Netflix. I feel like it might still be on there. This one is much more standard romantic fare, but it's so sweet. This is one where Shah Rukh is sort of your typical uptight nerd sort of accountant character. And uh, he goes to visit his family. There's a girl there who's a friend of the family. She's about to get married and her fiance gets killed the day before their wedding. Mm -hmm. And, like her, her godfather, his father, some somebody, elder statesman, dies and is like, she needs to be taken care of. You need a wife. 
you two need to get married. Promise me you'll get married and you'll take care of her. And they both agree they get married. So it's an arranged marriage. And she's like, look, you're a nice guy, but I'm never going to love you. And I I will do my duty by you, but it's just never going to happen. But he's fallen in love at first sight with her. And he's like, I want to do anything to make her happy. And he, so he follows her one day. She ends up, she ends up like at a dance studio or a dance competition or something. And he's like, oh, she likes to dance. So he creates a secret identity you know, by just combing his hair differently and putting on a mustache like you do. (laughs) And he goes to learn how to dance and he ends up being partnered up with her, but she doesn't recognize that it's him. And so it becomes this sort of goofy love story as they both kind of get to know each other and he gets to finally actually know who she is. And, oh, it's just sweet. And it's Shah Rukh being adorable and there's fun dance numbers. So I really liked that one. You should seek it out. <laughs> I've got one that's fun if you can find it. Um, it's called Oh My God. OMG, Oh My God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's OMG, Oh My God. <laughs> and this is the thing, listeners, about Bollywood, because you're pretty much going to watch them subtitled, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of dub version that I've seen. And why would you watch dubbed anyway? But as you're watching a Bollywood they will occasionally just say random phrases in English because English is a very is a very common language. And after a while, you start to feel like, holy shit, did I just understand Hindi? What just happened? <laughs> well, I mean, particularly in, uh, in you know, actual Bollywood, you know, films coming out of Mumbai because Mumbai is this huge business center and they do so much international business that pretty much everybody in Mumbai apparently speaks English. The, the guys I work with in, in India speak just flawless English. So, yeah, you hear a lot of English in Indian films. Yeah, I, I was watching TV in Mumbai, and it would be this weird thing of it'd be on in the back, and I'm like, well, I just understood what was happening. What? what? <laughs> That's so odd. So, yeah, uh, there are occasional phrases that just pop up. So, yeah, I'm not surprised there's a movie called OMG, Oh My God. It's OMG, Oh My God. So it's about a gentleman who... Uh, owns a shop that sells uh, Hindi idols and, you know, religious artifacts and things. He's, it's made very clear, he's pretty much an atheist. He's just selling this stuff to make a buck and uh, kind of preying off of people who are religious. And a natural disaster happens and his shop is wrecked. So his his shop is, I can't remember if it's a like a lightning storm or a earthquake or something happens. His shop is, has collapsed and it's gone. And so he goes to the insurance company and seeking, you know, insurance money for a shop. And the insurance company goes, no, we don't have to pay out. It was an act of God. And he goes, oh, really? Well, then I'm going to sue God. So he takes God to court. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is this this bizarre religious satire. Um, and very, very funny, I thought. And um, I think it was really well handled, too. Um, he's not... I mean, the, the, the guy at the, at the center of the story is... You know, he, he's kind of made fun of a little bit, but for being, you know, kind of an atheist, and he's also kind of a jerk. But he's clever, and he, he becomes famous for suing God, and it starts this... Um, conversation throughout the country about religion and how literal or not literal you can take religion and he becomes the cent almost like a spiritual leader <laughs> because of this conversation that's happening around okay, him. Okay, wait. Are you saying that a man who is an atheist and is suing God becomes a re- becomes a religious leader? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it it's hilarious. It's a it's a very funny movie. All right, I want to mention quickly mention a couple of films that are of historical interest in uh, for Indian films. Uh, first of all, I want to mention Mughal-e-Azam, which was made in 1960. It was one of the first big movies made in India. It was, um, if I remember, one of the first movies to be made in color there. Um, not entirely in color, though. Most of it's in black and white, but there are like three or four scenes where they just went out all out and filmed in color. 
which is neat. Kind of, yeah. So it's kind of like Wizard of Oz. You're watching it in black and white, black and white, and it's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, color and like a big dance sequence happens or a musical sequence happens, and it's just sumptuous. And it's I think they did it in three st- three strip Technicolor too, because I it's got this kind of um, uh, dreamy quality to it when it does go into color. But it's uh, set during the reign of uh, Emperor Akbar, uh, which was fifteenth uh, century or so, and the the costumes are just sumptuous, oh, yeah. and the sets of the palace, you know, because they're in a palace, and of course, you know, it's a love story and all that. I I don't remember the plot really, but um, it. In India, it has um, huge influence. It's it's kind of like the Casablanca of India. Ah, so okay. if you if you can find that, and if you're a film nerd, it's definitely worth worth watching. It's uh, very interesting, and the dance sequences are really interesting. Um, also, Shole, which was made in 1975, and I believe I've talked about Shole before on this podcast, but uh, I always like to talk about Shole because Shole is awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, it is, uh, if I remember right, the longest running film in India. It's practically uh, Rocky Horror levels of constant playing in theaters for decades it is a epic length movie um there are like two bumbling friends if i remember right and one of them falls in love and then there's a father figure and then the father figure is confronted by the villain and the villain kills the father figure and then it turns into a revenge thing and but anyway it's it's this big epic story and it's very clear when you watch it, first of all, that it was made in the 70s. And second of all, that um, the people who made it clearly watched Sergio Leone films. <laughs> because every once in a while, it breaks into kind of that Sergio Leone Western sort of style. Just, you know, long shots and patient scenes. And it's, it's fascinating to watch. And there are also, uh, you know, big dance sequences. One of them... Uh, one of the really famous ones is set during the Festival of Colors, where, where they, um, you know, throw powder at each other and color, uh, you know, big oh, crowds yeah. of people and they throw powder at each other and everybody comes out of it looking like uh, Peter Max ate a box of crayons. Yeah, <laughs> super fun. I, I remember uh, talking to the folks in the Mumbai office and uh, who was I talking to? I was, I was talking to Shweta and Shweta was going, oh, yes, it's the Festival of Colors this week. And I went... Oh, is that the one where you throw powder at each other? I saw that in Shole, and she says, "Yes, you saw that in Shole." <laughs> it's like, oh, yay! I know my stuff. Hooray! <laughs> well, it was super exciting when I was in Mumbai and we were being driven around, and I would hear songs on the radio from movies I had seen, yeah. Bollywood movies I had seen. I'm like, "Oh my god, I know this song!" Mm-hmm. And I'd be like singing along, and they were looking at me like, "Oh my god, you know this song." <laughs> In terms of other uh, classic films, there is another one called China Gate. And the reason why um, this one is interesting is if you've seen Moulin Rouge, Mm -hmm. the number that they do, the Bollywood inspired number in Moulin Rouge, um, you can hear in the background Chama Chama. And that is the number from China Gate. So if you actually go on YouTube and put in China Gate Chama Chama, the original number will pop up. And it's sort of fascinating to watch because you recognize a lot of the music. From Moulin Rouge, chama chama, say chama chama, like that whole mm-hmm. melody is from a different movie. And yeah, you should watch it, listeners, especially if you're a fan of Moulin Rouge, like I am. And there was one thing that I I realized that I forgot to mention. We were talking about how you never kiss in Bollywood. Well, there's um, it does happen. It's very notable. It becomes very shocking and controversial. And in fact, one of the films we mentioned. <laughs> They kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Doom 2, Ritik Rashan and Ashwari Rai actually kiss. And I remember watching the film by myself in my house, and I'm I'm digging on it, I'm loving it. Yay, this is a good film. And they and they go in for the kiss, and and which is no big deal. They always go in for the kiss and then they just snuggle. That's what you do in Bollywood. And then they actually kissed. And I had become so steeped in Bollywood culture by this point that I was actually shocked. It's like, <laughs> it's oh, like my oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Did they did they trip and fall into each other? It's like, oh my god. Oh my happened? god, they just kissed. Oh heavens. I'm <laughs> fanning myself like, what? It, it's so funny how you will internalize certain tropes so quickly. All right. Well, so the last- I, well, I remember there was one Bollywood movie 
I was watching and I can't for the life of me remember which one it is because there are so many of these films I've seen. And if I go back to IMDb to refresh my memory, what the plot was, they all say a man falls in love with a woman. And it's like, that doesn't help me at all. But I thought that the problem is that all Bollywood generally has the same plot. Yeah. But, but it, it's a, it's a guy who falls in love with a woman and they can't be together. But it, you know, late in the film, they wind up uh, meeting up at like a remote cabin where nobody knows that they are. And, they like he touches the small of her back and it's like oh my god that's erotic <laughs> because ah. that was like the only that was the first time in hours that they had actually been able to you know touch each other so yeah it's um, uh, it's interesting there's a there's a film i haven't seen but i remember um when i was in bollywood that we were it was we were talking about it of it was super like Oh my goodness. Um, it stars Priti Zinta and Sefali Khan, both of whom were in Kalhanaho. It's called Salam Namaste. And I and I keep meaning to like seek it out and watch it. But it's apparently quite shocking because it depicts premarital sex. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know if there's an actual sex scene, but it is that is one of the plot points is they have sex before marriage. Hmm. And what that does to their relationship. It's like, oh my goodness. Oh, all right. <laughs> so um, the last film I want to touch on, uh, this is another crowd pleaser, although this is a tear jerking crowd pleaser. This oh, yeah. is, oh, this is just when you want to just have your emotions just wrung out, you watch Veer Zara. Veer Zara oh. is amazing. Again, Shah Rukh Khan mm -hmm. and Preeti Zinta. They are so fabulous together. And what's also fun about it is because it's a it's a Indian-Palestinian story. Mm -hmm. She's a Palestinian girl, and he is an Indian man. She is she's fairly wealthy. Her nurse who raised her dies, and she promises to take her nurse, who happens to be Hindu, to do the traditional ritual of putting her ashes in the Ganges River, which is in India. So she's going to have to leave Palestine. And in the process of trying to make this journey happen, she's she is headstrong. She is a little bit naive and impetuous. She ends up in a situation where she literally needs to be rescued because uh, is, is he Zara? No, she's Zara. He's Veer. Mm -hmm. And he's like a helicopter helicopter rescue specialist like in the military <laughs> yeah of course he is he he has the aviator glasses and a uniform that's what we yeah <laughs> that's all that matters he's sexy mm -hmm. he's sexy in the uniform and he saves her and they get to know each other and he helps her complete her little quest to like deposit the nurse's remains in the process he takes her by his parents house in and they have the Festival of Lodi, which is the sticks, which is a great dance number. Mm -hmm. And they kind of fall in love, but she is promised to someone else. And um, it's sort of Count of Monte Cristo. Like he is wrongfully imprisoned for years. Yeah. And well, yeah, there, oh. there, there's a lot of politics wrapped up in that. that yeah. It's, that I mean, it doesn't read well here, but it's, uh, it, it it really strikes a nerve with folks in India just because it it's very political as well as this really amazing love story. It's a really amazing love story. And he's he basically sacrifices himself for her. Mm -hmm. Like he goes to prison to save her and and is falsely accused of a crime, but accepts the punishment and then a woman comes in who's a prosecutor and is just like, I want to get to the bottom of this. I feel like you were wrongfully imprisoned. And he doesn't want to tell her his story because the whole reason he's there is to save his love. And then, yeah, but mm -hmm. you need to watch it because there's a lovely ending and it's just, oh, it is such a, it's a tragic love story. It's very Romeo and Juliet. It is grade A melodrama. It's great stuff. So listeners, there is about, oh, a dozen Bollywood films to get you started on your new path of joy and enlightenment. And uh, if it is, if it is Shah Rukh heavy, well, honestly, it should be. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so Melissa. Yeah. It is 
Oh wait, we should have some closing comments on Bollywood. Well, yeah, we? well, like, you, I, you already said. D, I think I think you already closed up pretty well. You know, it's Shah Rukh Khan heavy. You know, yeah, Shah Rukh Khan. Oh, um, people in people in India are just beautiful, and <laughs> they no, they are, and their dancing is beautiful, and their sense of cinema is beautiful, and their so when you watch these films, they're just so epic and magnificent. Like, they really are beautiful, and they can wear colors that no Caucasian person ever dreamed of. <laughs> so it's just this explosion of joy on the screen. Bollywood. If you've never watched Bollywood, you should try it at least once. And if you hate it, there's something dead inside you, but that's okay. It's okay. I love you anyway. I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge. <laughs> All right. So, but Melissa, it's time for our, bo our Bollywood. It's time for our Xanadu cinema pleasure to recommend. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, this week, yet again, I have an app that I will recommend. Ooh. And, and I don't know um, if anybody will enjoy it like I do, but it's called Flippy Bits. Like flipping <laughs> flippy bits. And it's a, um, it's an iPhone game. It's it, it looks like an old 8-bit game, but basically you have a little dude at the bottom of the screen and there are eight zeros above him. And then if you press one of the zeros, it shoots off a missile, or rather it will if you put in the right hex code. So, so you have to know how to write hex code in binary. It will teach you. How to write hex code in binary. Oh my God, this is the nerdiest thing you've found yet. <laughs> and that is all it is. And um, you will very quickly die. So it's uh, not a very long game. <laughs> because the little aliens come down with two, not digits, but you know, two hex code. So one through F, one through F. So two of those. And you have to put it in in binary and then you shoot off the missiles to kill the aliens and they come down faster and faster and eventually it's too fast and and you die i know how busy you are how do you find time to find all these different games and play them um i have certain uh developers i like to follow so it's it's easy for me to find them i'll go but hey i like this game and this developer has also done this oh that looks good too but you play, and then you play them as well. You don't just find them; you play them. I don't. Anyway, you can uh, go through yeah. a game of flippy bits in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. I, when All I right. say you die quickly, you die quickly. <laughs> All right. Um, my recommendation this week actually ties back to previous recommendations of both um, uh, QI. Quictionary, mm -hmm. as well as QI, the game show, also, and the podcast, There's No Such Thing as a Fish, all of these wonderful things. I found a YouTube video that will lead you down a rabbit hole of awesome, but I'll, I'll give you the, the, I'll send to you, Melissa, the YouTube URL so you can find it. And it is David Mitchell's Angry Logic. It was posted on Reddit today and I followed it. So David Mitchell is from that Mitchell and Webb look, which is a British um, TV series. Uh, Mitchell and Webb were the British PC and Apple. Mm -hmm. So he, he will be vaguely familiar to you. Well, it's a whole bunch of clips of him from the show QI, where he basically is going off on rants about, well, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it's <laughs> very comedic and Stephen Fry is just laughing his ass off at him and at one point during this montage he even says to David I love your angry logic <laughs> <laughs> and once you watch it YouTube very helpfully supplies a whole list on the side of other David Mitchell videos that you might enjoy watching and they are all fantastic well the so, thing is just about any clip you find on YouTube of QI will draw you into the rabbit hole of QI clips on YouTube and you will never escape like light cannot escape from this rabbit hole oh because but it's who, who wants to right. I know it's a happy hole to be in. It's a very happy hole to be in. And it's so, you will laugh so hard. One of the other clips I found is him and David Aote. Oh my God. On a different show. Yeah. Deacon 
constructing a bad joke. Like one of the other panelists tells a really bad joke and the two of them are just like, well, that makes no sense because this, well, but also this, well, but also this. And they're just riffing off of each other. And it's so great. I love how Richard Aoyote's brain does not work like normal human brains. It's like the physics of the universe do not work inside of his brain pan. It's it's a whole different pocket universe. The laws outside do not apply. <laughs> but there is an internal logic there. It's just not ours. <laughs> it's so true. So we should wrap up this episode. We should. Seriously, because it's, it's been going for a while. And I'm going to have to edit this on Thursday night because there's no way I can get to it before oh, Thursday morning. Yeah. Okay, right. we have to be a little bit more on point with our next episode. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Got it. I'm just, I'm worried for you, Melissa. You have to work tomorrow. I do. So, all right, listeners, this has been another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been your one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined as always by my faithful companion in shenanigans, Melissa. And we've been talking about Bollywood movies. I hope you will give, we both hope you will give them a try. They're so delightful. And until next week, um, uh, go out and Netflix to your heart's content. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at XanaduCinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. It's open, so it's a good thing I didn't pour it on my computer. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. It's been breathing. It's- so- <gasps> Wine is like Darth Vader. <laughs>